Welcome to Into the Deep, a podcast by Gosford Parish, the Shrine of St. John Paul II. Join us each week as we dive deeper into the upcoming Sunday's Gospel readings and explore the things Christ is doing in our hearts and in yours. Whether you're new to the faith or have been following Jesus for a long time, you are most welcome here. In the words of St. John Paul II, do not be afraid, do not be satisfied with mediocrity, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Hello everyone and welcome back to Into the Deep, a podcast by the Shrine of St. John Paul II and you're joined as always by Jamie. I am the Parish Formation and Shrine Coordinator here at Gosford Parish and I'm joined with a very special guest for our episode today. I'm joined with Macy. So I'm sure a lot of you have definitely seen Macy around. She is involved in a lot of different ministries in our parish. She is the baptism coordinator. She is involved in the fundraising committee. And as of this year, she is also on our pastoral council as the discipleship member. So we are so excited to have you here, Macy. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Well, we've got a lot to discuss. Not only is it Transfiguration Sunday, but it is also a very important feast day this week. So we're going to dive straight into that. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, his brother, and led them up to a high mountain apart. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his garments became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah, talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is well that we are here. If you wish, I will make three booths here, one for you, and one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when, lo, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were filled with awe. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise, and have no fear. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded of them, Tell no one the vision, until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. Well, we have a very special gospel this week, and I think sometimes we can kind of read the about the transfiguration and think like, where does this really fit into the, the gospel in the bigger picture? Like we know what's going to happen and Jesus commands them, you know, like he says to the disciples that the son of man is going to be raised from the dead. So we know about the resurrection. We know that Jesus is going to be crucified. And so we hear about the transfiguration and I don't know about you, but I kind of can hear it and think, okay, yeah, like that's really nice. But like, what does it really tell us about Jesus? What does it really tell us about ourselves and our own kind of destiny as well? Which is exactly why Jesus is sharing this and why he um, shared this with the disciples. And so I think before that, we have to go back to right before the transfiguration. And so right before that, this is the time when Jesus actually shares with his disciples that he's going to be like, crucified that he's going to be treated terribly by the people that are right now surrounding him and you know like standing there in awe of him and are so impressed with everything that he's done and the miracles that he's performing he's telling them that yeah they're all going to turn on him and that he's going to be crucified and die and so obviously the disciples are so scared as I think we all would be when you hear that and yet so this is the moment that he chooses to reveal his glory to three of the disciples 
And I think that this is exactly why the Bible tells us so many times. I think I remember Father Greg said in a homily one time that like the the words do not be afraid are in the Bible like 365 times for every day of the year, which is really beautiful. But I think the reason why we hear do not be afraid and, you know, John Paul II repeated that phrase so much during his pontificate of like, do not be afraid is exactly because of this. Jesus doesn't just say be afraid, then he proves why we shouldn't be afraid. You know, he reveals his glory to the disciples to remind us that the reason we don't have to be afraid is because Jesus in all of his glory, in all of his power is right behind us. That yes, he is going to die and he's going to be crucified, but he's going to resurrect and be filled with glory and go to heaven. And that is also our destiny as well. You know, we see Moses and Elijah appear and I think to the disciples, we have to kind of put ourselves back in that context as well, that like these are people that they have grown up hearing about in the Old Testament and in the scriptures. And so for them to like appear in front of them, I think that would have been crazy just in itself. Like, you know, I think it would have been the same if to us, we, you know, just walking around and then suddenly like some of the disciples just appeared to us. Like that would have been crazy to be a part of. And yet the other thing that was incredible about the transfiguration is when um, the father speaks again from from heaven to that this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased and once again he's claiming Jesus as his son and it's really similar to the phrasing we hear in Jesus's baptism actually in the river of Jordan when he says this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased and so yeah I think that the importance of the resurrection is that it reveals to us the transformative power of Christ's sacrifice so the fact that not only is Christ transformed by his sacrifice, but we are also going to be transformed by his sacrifice and his hope of eternal life. You know, we see that through the fulfillment of the Old Testament through Moses and Elijah that, you know, there's this hope of us for eternal life as well. And so that's the promise of Jesus through the transfiguration, which is so powerful. But yeah, did you have any thoughts you wanted to share with us, Macy? There is just so much that you could actually take from this gospel reading and I think this um, particular reading looks at comforting everyday people in terms of giving us that hope and giving us that reassurance that you know we're not necessarily um, guaranteed an easy life as followers of Christ Um, There are many examples in the Bible where we are reassured that, you know, even if we are persecuted in Jesus's name, that um, there is hope and reassurance for us. The transfiguration is such an important event. And, you know, being a teacher, I think a lot of young people tend to think that scripture can sometimes be a bit outdated, but I feel like this week's gospel really speaks to people of all ages that um, we have the the reassurance and the love and the strength that we can only get from, you know, a relationship with Christ. Um, and that, you know, life is, is very challenging at times. And, you know, like 2023, there's a lot happening. And, you know, it is very easy to just feel down or sad or upset or lose hope with the state of the world but um, as followers of Christ as disciples um, I think that this reminder of you know what we 
that foretaste of the resurrection, that we will become new. So just as Jesus said, have no fear, this is our daily reminder that life can be tough and challenging, but um, as the story of Jesus' death and resurrection reminds us, this life and this world is just one part of the story, that in Christ we are promised salvation and eternal life, and that it is through his death and resurrection and his sacrifice that we will find eternal life. Yeah, I think that is so beautiful, that reminder. And yeah, it's so powerful for us to know, just like the disciples needed that reminder that this is not the end, like the crucifixion and all the the terrible things that Jesus knew was going to happen, that that's not the end of his story. And it's also not the end of our story. Like in a way, it's kind of the start of our our new story, our new life with God. And yeah, I think that there are some really beautiful examples of the saints throughout history how, that they've discovered this. They, they know this truth, that there's more than this. And they have experienced that light of Christ, the, the light of the transfiguration that he revealed to his disciples. And then they carry that so well into their own lives on earth. And I think that this week we have the perfect example of one of those saints because it's actually not only Transfiguration Sunday, but also we have the feast day of St. Mary MacKillop this week. And so that is why I thought that Macy would be the perfect guest because um, not only is she so involved in our parish as uh, one of our beautiful parishioners, but um, she also has been a teacher at uh, MacKillop Catholic College at Warnervale for the last 13 years and is the current youth ministry coordinator there doing such a beautiful job doing some awesome things macy would be the perfect person to come on and share with us a little bit about mary mckillop and you know how she inspires her in her work um and working at a school that is named after her and as australians i think it's super important that we know something about mary mckillop because she is our first and currently our only saint um of australia so yeah, and she has done some beautiful work right near us on the coast, which is super cool as well. So, yeah, we're going to dive a little bit into uh, Mary McKillop as well for you today. So I thought I would give you a little bit of some context to Mary McKillop before we dive into a little bit more of her legacy and how she has inspired Macy personally. And um, I thought that, yeah, I would give you a little bit um, of some some fun facts about Mary McKillop if, you know, I'm sure that you have maybe heard of her especially if you live in Australia I do know we have some international listeners so shout out to you guys um but I think yeah it's so she is such a cool saint and sometimes we're like yeah we know we know about her because we heard about her at school or whatever but she did some incredible things yeah so I thought I would share with you a little bit of the context before we dive a little bit deeper into her life and legacy um, but Mary McKillop, who, like I said, was our very first Australian saint. So she was a nun who founded the Sisters of St. Joseph of the Sacred Heart, which was a religious order that focused on education and serving the poor. She was born in 1842 in Australia and faced numerous challenges and setbacks throughout her life. And yet, through all of this, she persevered in her dedication to God and her mission of providing education to the underprivileged. Her strong commitment to social justice led her to establish schools and orphanages, particularly in rural areas in Australia where education was lacking. And she encountered a lot of opposition from church authorities due to her innovative approaches to education and her advocacy for the rights of the poor. Despite this, though, she remained steadfast in her convictions, always seeking to follow God's will. Her humility, compassion 
and deep love for God inspired those around her. She encouraged her sisters to be deeply connected to the needs of the people they served and to live out their faith through acts of service and charity. In 2010, she was canonized as Australia's very first saint, recognized for her holiness, her tireless efforts to educate and empower the marginalized, and her unwavering devotion to God. Her canonization serves as a reminder of the profound impact that ordinary individuals can have when they surrender their lives to God and allow his grace to work through them. And so, yeah, she obviously did some very incredible things. I think probably the most famous quote that I know I've heard a lot was never see a need without doing something about it, which I think perfectly encapsulates her whole life. Um, and yeah, Macy, I'd love to hear some of your your thoughts on Mary McKillop and her legacy for you as also a teacher and um, yeah, someone that literally works at a school where she is the patron of. Wow, there's so much to unpack. So hopefully I get to do this justice. But in terms of my personal connection to Mary McKillop, it actually um, started when I first started teaching. So I feel like I've got a very close connection to Mary McKillop. My first school that I ever taught at was at Good Samaritan Catholic College in Liverpool, in Sydney, and I was actually placed in the McKillop house. So ever since I've started teaching um, way back in 2003, I have been associated with St. Mary of the Cross McKillop in some way, shape or form. Um, As a teacher, she is such an inspiration to me personally. in the fact that she remained so steadfast in her faith, um, even when things got really tough for her, not just um, as the leader of the Josephites, but also in her personal life, in her health. She always, as you said, sought to to do God's will um, and to do what he wanted for her. Um, I feel like her courage and her resilience when things got tough is such an inspiration for me um, personally in my vocation as a teacher. But I also really love that you mentioned that quote, to never see a need without doing something about it. So the school that I'm currently at, McKillop Catholic College up in Warnervale, shout out to my McKillop family. Um, A lot of the times our students actually think that that popular saying is our school motto. So our school motto is actually Christ our light. But a lot of students really think that it is never see a need without doing something about it. So I think the legacy that she left in terms of the Josephites and Catholic education in Australia is just amazing. So our house system at McKillop Catholic College is based on her life. So our houses will range from Fitzroy to Panola, Jesu to Muka, Alma and Kinkumba. So it kind of tells the story of her life and each house is linked to a gospel value. The legacy that she left in Australia in terms of Catholic education is so inspiring. So not only do I work at a McKillop school where we focus on the charism of the Josephites, but there's um, something called an AJAS community. I don't know if many people have heard of it, but it's the Association of Josephite Affiliated Secondary Schools in Australia and New Zealand. So this is a community where they run a number of conferences and gatherings in every year uh, to encourage 
school leaders like uh, principals and college captains to continue the legacy of Mary McKillop in Australia. So you mentioned um, her work in education for all, social justice, leadership, rather servant leadership and charity. And so the AJAS community really foster that work that Mary McKillop and the Josephites began. And each year, the college captains attend what's called a JAM conference. So the JAM conference stands for Joseph, Julian and Mary McKillop. And it's where school leaders from Australia and New Zealand that belong to the Josephite community gather. They learn more about the charism of Mary McKillop and the Josephites and they plan initiatives and goals to achieve within their own school communities. And it's really so inspiring to see our leaders return from the JAM conference who are so excited to get a number of initiatives off and running in their school communities. We're very blessed, I think, in the sense that while she is Australia's first saint, she is a person who we can almost relate to or feel like we know because we have so much access to her, not just in New South Wales, but particularly on the Central Coast. So each year we bring our Year 7 students for an excursion to the St. Joseph Spirituality Centre in Kingcumber. And it's so special that the students get to walk the grounds and learn about how Mary McKillop and the Josephites ran the boys' home or the orphanage. And there's also a museum there and the students get to look at a number of artefacts that the children use. And so there are a number of places within New South Wales where we can feel connected to Mary McKillop and the St. Joseph Spirituality Centre is such a special place. In the past, we've also taken them to McKillop Place in North Sydney, where she is currently buried in the chapel. And what a special experience to be able to sit by her tomb and pray at McKillop Place in North Sydney and so I think the legacy that she leaves not just in Catholic education but as an Australian woman who never who was so resolute and determined to do to be the hands and feet of Jesus here in Australia for for everyone I remember there's this one story that I learnt um from the museum that in one of the schools a father had approached Mary McKillop who was actually quite a wealthy man and his request was that his son be separated from the children who didn't really have that much money because of their status and position of wealth and Mary McKillop didn't actually have to think about her response. She just flatly refused and said, no, in God's eyes, we are all equal. And for me as a teacher, as an educator and a youth ministry coordinator, it's it's such a beautiful reminder that regardless of our background, our story, our upbringing, we are all equal and we are all equal in the eyes of God. So 
she is a constant inspiration for me and I know that I will be seeking her intercession when we depart for World Youth Day soon. We, we are bringing, um, we've got 13 pilgrims from MacKillop Catholic College and we will be seeking her intercession as we embark on this amazing pilgrimage. So good. I think, um, yeah, I know Mary MacKillop. I remember when I think I was like in year three or year four when she was canonized. And I remember everyone was so excited that there was going to be an Australian state. And to be honest, I didn't even really understand what a state was, but I got that it was like this cool thing. And so I was so excited. And I think, you know, what a saint to have as our first Australian saint. You know, I think the fact that she didn't just, you know, recognize the importance of each individual person she didn't just recognize that each of us is the face of god reflected back to her but then she went out to do something about that like she went out to uphold that dignity and i think it's so inspiring i know for me like going to when i went to the um saint joseph spirituality center last year for a youth ministry retreat and we went and had mass in the beautiful little church that they have there and I remember Bishop Anthony was actually sharing to us about how she Mary McKillop would go and when she would come there she would actually go and sleep in the sacristy so that no one had to give up their bed for her and you know she was like even when she was quite unwell or not feeling great she would still choose to go and sleep there and I remember hearing that and thinking, wow, and then I actually went into the sacristy and had a look and I was like even more blown away because, you know, I think often it's so easy to think like, oh, you know, we hear about the amazing things that saints have done and think like, yeah, that's that's great. That's really inspiring. But I think to actually see it and be connected to it in the way that we are, especially on the coast, as part of, you know, part of where Mary McKillop did her work, I think it's it's so encouraging to realize that holiness is actually within reach for each of us and I think that's that's the importance of the saints I know Saint John Paul II he canonized more saints during his pontificate than any other pope had and that was because he wanted to encourage us that holiness was also within reach for all of us and I think when you know you hear about Mary McKillop you can recognize yourself in her because you can read and think oh actually I've been there or I know that place or I've been to a St. Joseph's school or I'm, you know, connected, maybe you go to MacKillop, you know, like, I think it's so cool. Yeah, we've heard about the transfiguration today and the promise that Jesus offers us, the comfort that he offers us for eternal life with him. And then getting to reflect on someone who not only um, experienced that light and recognized that light in their own lives, but then sought to share it with other people, I think is so inspiring for each of us. And yeah, thank you so much, Macy, for sharing that. It was great to have your perspective um, as someone that is so connected to Mary McKillop. And yeah, very, very inspiring stuff. Um, But yeah, did you have any last thoughts you wanted to share with us? Anything, if you wanted people to know one thing about Mary McKillop, what would it be? So the first one is that in terms of connecting it to the transfiguration, one of another one of her really popular quotes is remember we are but travelers here and this is inscribed into her um on her tomb at MacKillop Place and the fact that we were talking about the idea of God's promise 
for eternal life through him. Um, Mary McKillop's quote just, yeah, it made me think of that quote. Remember, we are but travelers here that, again, this is just one part of the story. And the second thing is that just uh, the power of the individual that, you know, she was one person who was so dedicated in her faith to God and the amazing things that she achieved in her life and even the legacy that um, she left here in Australia and the fact that I'm so fortunate enough to work at a McKillop school and to see all the wonderful things that are happening with the Josephite community I'm really excited to see how her legacy will continue here in Australia. Thank you so, so much for sharing um, your beautiful words with us, Macy. And to finish us off today, we're going to end in some prayer as always. So we invite you to pray for us. And today we're going to be praying through the intercession of St. Mary McKillop. So yeah, if you want to take a second to prepare your hearts to be in the presence of the Lord. And yeah, we invite you to pray with us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ever generous God, you inspired St. Mary MacKillop to live her life faithful to the gospel of Jesus Christ and constant in bringing hope and encouragement to those who were disheartened, lonely or needy. With confidence in your generous providence and joining with St. Mary MacKillop, we ask that you grant our request for an increase in discipleship in our parish community. We ask that our faith and hope be fired afresh by the Holy Spirit, so that we too, like Mary MacKillop, may live with courage, trust and openness. Ever generous God, hear our prayer. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Saint Mary of the Cross, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and thank you so, so much, Macy. It was a pleasure to have you and I definitely got a lot out of our chat, so I'm sure our listeners did as well. But yeah, thank you so, so much and God bless everyone. Thanks for having me.